0: How great is our God. Lord God, when were you really greater? Was it on the morning that you rose with resurrected power? Or was it in those moments that you hung from a cross? And even though suffering, love would not let go of us. How great is our God. How great. We sing your praises this morning. And all God's people said. Amen. You may be seated. As we come for communion this morning, remembering the suffering love of our God uh, is something that's integral to this meal and really to our lives as Christians. But often in America, the truth of that has really been masked because for so long, the church has really had a pretty easy road here in America and compared to uh, the rest uh, of the world. Um, And We can look upon that as a blessing, but it's also a bit limiting, really, because the church always thrives not where things are going well, but where the church is persecuted. I had a roommate in college who understood that. Uh, His name was Chris, too. And so when people would call the apartment and they'd ask for Chris, we would say, which one? Uh, If they said the goofy one, that was me. If they said the big one, that was him. Chris was Mr. Midwestern USA. He won that title in his novice pose-off. He's one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen when it comes to just sheer muscularity. He had a 31-inch waist and a 58-inch chest. Just standing, he looked like a plane about to take off. Just, you know, just, just massive. Uh, and the key to his great size was the regularity with which he worked out. He would pump iron every day. I remember days when he had 104 degree temperature, he would still show up at the gym. Every day at the gym. And, and I, I wonder as things get a little more difficult for the church in America, and I think we all see that coming on, if that's God abandoning us or if that's God inviting us to the gym. Because the Spirit becomes even stronger within us the more the Spirit is resisted. Maybe God's just here to pump us up. You know, I, 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 I don't know. But that principle of a suffering church being at its best when it's suffering is really akin to the picture of the cross, isn't it? Isn't that where his love showed the most? Isn't that where it was most... Uh, visible to the world is when Christ was suffering is the greatness of his love really revealed that's been true in history I've been reading a book that Cheryl gave me called The Insanity of God And it tells of a time in the USSR in 1950 when the church had known some of its greatest persecution, and yet there was a revival uh, uh, underground in little 20-person-sized churches so that they could not be observed publicly. Um, They appeared to be just family gatherings in most cases, but there was a sweeping move of the Spirit in the USSR in the 1950s, and three very courageous, if not a little crazy, pastors decided... To get all of the young people together because they were living this Christian life so isolated in these little churches. They wanted them to have the experience of knowing what it's like to be the body together. And so they rented a place in Moscow and 700 people under 25 years of age showed up for this conference. And the pastors challenged them. They said, before we leave here today, we, we want to understand how well you know your scriptures. And so get together in small groups, and we want you to recall, write down as much of the Gospels as you possibly can. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And also, we'd like to know how many hymns of the faith you know, even though you've grown up in these different isolated churches. How many hymns of the faith you know? It turned out at the end of that conference, they discovered that those kids knew word for word 1,500 different hymns all under 25 years of age, 1,500 different hymns. But not only that, they translated the Bible word for word all but six verses. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Resistance. Sometimes that may be the key to the persons we become, even to the church we can become. When we let the difficulties in our lives be an opportunity for God's greatness to come to live through us. Are you feeling some resistance this morning in your life? That might not be all bad. Because when you come for this meal, something stronger than anything that resists you becomes a part of you. Our Lord is here to pump you up. Lord God, we thank you this morning that whatever we face, your grace is greater. Whatever our sin, your grace is greater. And so, far, Father, for those challenges, we pray that you would live within us and that you would let your Son live within us as we partake of these gifts of yours this day. Took bread... And he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. And after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks to you, our father. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink from this, all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Lord God, in remembrance of you, we do these things. We pray that you pour out your Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread. But that this juice and bread becomes a contact point for our faith, that we might receive you all over again, even more fully. Father, baptize our souls with your very Holy Spirit presence today, that you might truly live in us and through us. For God's glory. We ask this in the name of your son. Who taught us to pray saying. Our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil.